0: Okay, so welcome to Alternative Thinking with Joe and let's jump right into this podcast. This is such an important topic to to discuss. So first of all, a disclaimer, any information you take from this podcast that you use, I cannot and will not legally be held accountable for. Full stop. That's my boundary on that one. Okay. Secondly, um, these are my views and opinions. Thirdly, I do swear. So unfortunately, that's who I am. If you have a child or a minor in the room, please feel free to put some headphones in. Or if you don't want them to listen to what I'm saying, um, or please feel free to listen to it when they are not around. So let's jump right in on this. Um, Domestic abuse, domestic violence against men and women is absolutely disgusting. Um, It's vile. And anyone who is able to do this against any other human being is disgusting, in my opinion. Um, So what gives me the experience to talk about this? What gives me the experience to talk about this is from the fact that, and and before I actually say this, I was told, um, so I've been told off friends and family members, um, I've been told off people, Joe, you cannot talk about your past. You should not be talking about your past. You should be thinking and looking forward to the future. And you know what? To an extent, to an extent, I agree. I do look forward to the future. I do live in the present moment and I do make plans for the future Um, but I also think it is hugely important, hugely important to talk about your past, to talk about your past experiences because there is some behaviours that happen in the present day, in the present moment, in this time right now that are because of your past experiences that need revisiting, unknotting, untying so that you can live a more fulfilled future and present moment and present time. In addition to that, I won't stop talking about this stuff because I feel that my experiences or anyone who's been through an abusive or disgusting, despicable relationship or situation i think it's hugely important especially if they've been through traumatic experiences that they talk openly about it if they feel they can because if it helps one person then damn right it's well worth it so if anyone's telling you to keep your gob short don't open your mouth, scream it from the rooftops, use your podcast, use your different platforms and talk about them. Um, all these different things. By the way, you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. My name's Joseph Williams and you can find me. So it's Alternative Thinking Wood Show. So first of all, I want to tell you very quickly about my very first experience with domestic violence <clears throat> domestic abuse that I can remember. And then we're going to go through it and break it down bit by bit and talk about some different things, Okay. The memory that I have from being a very small child is I remember being stood in a hallway. I must have been about four or five because I was still with my adoptive, uh, my biological parents at the time. And I remember a um, I was stood in this room, okay, and the carpet was brown. It stunk of cigarette smoke. And I remember a wine bottle, a uh, wine bottle, flying past my head and hitting the front door and smashing the window. And then the memory cuts off. Uh, While that was going on, I could hear a woman screaming in the background, which is what I would presume would be my mum. Um, And that was my very, very earliest memory. So that's my very earliest memory. okay? And what ended up happening is my mum ended up being murdered um, by my dad. Um, and he stabbed her to death, and killed her. And that's something that I have had to live with, and my brothers and sisters have had to live with, for all of our lives. From being five, for me personally, being five years old, all the way up to my age now. And it's not something that I would say that is um, an experience that I would wish upon my worst enemy. I wouldn't wish it upon anybody, um, because I think it's it's a horrific thing to have to live with on a daily basis. But I think it's amazing that I'm able to sit here and do this podcast and talk to you guys about domestic abuse and domestic violence. So I could go on and on about my experiences with my adoptive dad. I could go on about my experiences with the fucking psychotic mother-in-law. I could go on about all these different things. And maybe I will cover it in the next few podcasts. But I want to talk to you guys about the practicalities of domestic abuse and domestic violence and how it actually fucking works, okay? So what I want you to think about something is I want you to think that, like... A person, an individual, before they get into a domestic, psychologically abusive relationship, they are a rock, okay? So just just be open-minded with me here. Just think, think with me here, okay? So you are a rock, okay? And what happens is when you get into a relationship with a psychologically or domestically abusive person, okay, which is like a comorbidity of different abusive techniques that these fucking arseholes use, is this rock is basically put into a fucking river, okay and over time over time so the relationship and we're going to use the rock analogy as we talk so the relationship will start off and it will start off with you as an individual it will start off with you being in 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 this relationship and you will think this person this is this is how a lot of domestic abuse relationships start you get into this relationship with this person and you're with them for maybe two or three months and Oh my fucking god! The relationship is amazing. Like, for the first two or three months, and if you ever this, and I'm sure you've heard the saying, you know, um, if something's too good to be true, it normally is. Well, in a lot of these cases, it normally is too good to be true. So you're in a relationship with this individual, and things are fucking amazing. They can't get any better. And then you move in with this person. Um, and then this is where the things start creeping in. This is where the abuse starts creeping in. So it'll be small things at first, which are noticeable. So maybe the individual will call you fat. Maybe they'll say they don't like the clothes that you're wearing. Maybe there will be little you in front of and not in front of others. Okay, and make you start to nag away at you and start to make you feel like you're not capable of doing things that you would normally do. Okay, that's how it normally starts. And then what happens is, the abused then will move their boundary. Over time, it will become such a normality for you to be fucking belittled that you will move your boundary and you will accept it. Okay? I do apologise about the cat in the background. She is a little arsehole, bless her. So you will accept it. Then what will happen is the person will then start dictating to you going to your friends and family members and how often you go to your friends and family members and they will start to fucking isolate you from your friends and family members now the coronavirus pandemic really hasn't happened it hasn't happened really hasn't helped for people in this type of relationship because the coronavirus pandemic is a fucking perfect excuse to stop people from going to see their families and friends to take their support network away from them okay so not only are they then hitting you at a psychological level they're then taking and isolating you from your friends and family members which then your boundaries started to move even more so okay then they'll start to tell you where you could be, where you can go, what you can think, what you can do, what you can wear. They'll start to take away your privacy, so they'll start to accuse you of having affairs, they'll start to accuse you of seeing other people, and then they'll start to go through your phone. And what will you do? You will reduce your boundary again and allow them to do that. Without even realising it, without even realising it, you to keep the abuser happy. They will twist and distort things in such a way, especially if they're a narcissistic abusive prick, okay? They will start to go through your phone. They will start to go through your diaries, your notes, and all that sort of stuff, okay? Then, your post will come through the door, and they'll start to read your letters and your post, and they'll stand over you when you're trying to use your phone, or they'll stand over you when you're doing something, and they'll make snide remarks repeatedly to... Um, they'll make snide remarks repeatedly to the point where it breaks you down, okay, and you feel nervous to do anything when you're around that individual, okay, and then the abuse then spirals on from there to the point where normally nine times out of ten it starts to get to a stage where it's physical abuse. Excuse me a second. So it'll get to a stage where it is actually um, physical abuse, okay? Where they will start to punch, they will start to kick, they will start to hit you. And your boundary will get to a stage where you will allow this c- to behaviour to happen. You will allow this behaviour to continue. And not only that, you will come to a stage where you will start to protect the abuser. Now, this is some quite brutal, honest, hard truths to face. Hard, hard truths that are being laid on the line here. But this is this is what happens and very similar to the uh, rock so very similar to the rock in the in the river, so that you're the rock okay and you've met the river and the river is fucking literally grinding that rock down until it turns it into sand and then what can sand be done with? Sand can be turned into whatever the river wants it to be and that is literally what an abuser wants to do when they meet somebody okay they want to wind that person down to the point where they are a sand and they can be molded into whatever it is they want them to be now i want to also you know there's there's so many different types of abuse the physical abuse the psychological abuse the which knocks your confidence which knocks your ability to continue to be your individual self you know the financial abuse where someone will maybe take money off you consistently spend your money without your your without your consent, which is stealing. Take money out of your wallet or your purse without your consent, which is stealing. Make you pay most of the bills, which is not acceptable. Um saying sexual shit, okay, which isn't consensual, that you don't consent to. And let's be let's just put this one on the line as well. If someone is sleeping with you without your consent, so you're you you're not wanting to sleep with somebody, but you are doing so. That's rape. And that's that's the reality of it. That's the truth of it. Okay? This is the truth of the situation we are in at this present moment. So, why do people who are in these types of relationships stay in these types of relationships? And they stay in these types of relationships because of the psychological push-pull effect that it has on these individuals. Okay? So the push-pull effect that it has on these individuals, on these abused, on the person that is abused. Now, what I mean by that is, someone who is abusing somebody is very clever, very tactful, okay, and disgustingly disturbed. In the sense of, they will be so nice to you, like they were at the beginning of the relationship. They will be so nice to you, they will show you a side of them that you love. That's the person you've fallen in love with, okay? It will be a fake side of them, but it will be a side of the person that you fall in love with and you want to be with, okay? And then they will show you their real side, which is their nasty side, their vindictive, abusive side that wants to control you, okay? And what will happen is because you want that person that you originally had at the beginning of the relationship and that nice side that they show every now and again, because you want to be with that side, side because you feel like that nice side is there you will feel like you can't leave you will feel like you can't leave that relationship and you'll feel like you can't leave that relationship because you'll feel like you deserve to be punished you'll feel like you deserve to be treated badly because the individual will make you feel like you deserve to be treated badly even though in reality you don't in addition to that the other part of your brain will be going well the person has the capability of being nice to me, and maybe they will be nice to me maybe things will change in the future and maybe the relationship can be good like it was at the very beginning and Blah 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 all these things will go through your head well i want to tell you now i want to tell you now from experience okay from experience in relationships that i've had in the past that things don't fucking change That You are worthy of love. You are worthy of being in a better relationship and you are worthy of packing your bag and getting the fuck out of there and not giving that person a second thought, a second chance, a second anything. Because they don't deserve you. They don't deserve you and you need to leave. You need to get out now. Um, There are helplines you can get. So I just wanted to, you know, we we by the way I have a Discord. So if you do want to get in contact with me, I am on Discord. Um it is, I think, whatever the name of my channel is, um, Alternative Thinking with Joe. If you put that at alternative thinking with Joe um into the Discord, it should come up um, and then you can send me a um message through there um, and I'll add you to the group. So please feel free to message me on there. Um and I also, you know, I want to just give you some statistics as well. One in seven women, one in seven men, according to the national statistics, uh, government guidelines in the UK from 2019, one in seven men have, are abused domestically or have been abused domestically. That, that's fucking high numbers, okay? One in four women are domestically abused. These rec- these recordings, these, yeah, these recordings are likely to be tenfold. They're likely to be ten times higher than what they actually are because that's one in seven men that have come forward and have had the guts to come forward and say no more I need help and that's one in four women that have had the guts to come forward and say no more I need help it's time for a change but I urge you I really do urge you I want to leave you with this this thought process okay if you're in a relationship where you're being abused whether it's physically not physically mentally psychologically you you need to and I advise you to put a stop to it and what I mean put a stop to it is you leave. You get yourself out and you leave. Because you do not want to end up, if you have children for argument's sake, you do not want to end up in a situation where you... You don't want to end up in a situation where you're no longer here. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You do not mean to end up in a situation where you're no longer here. Because that could happen. Because, you know, it, it, it could happen. And I, I really do feel um, that, that if this podcast gets out to the right people and the people that are in these types of relationship and it helps, helps in any way, shape or form and people do leave um, their abusive relationships and it helps even one person in the billions of people that are in this world, then I've done my job as a podcaster. But I really do feel that you need to leave. Um I know that you need to leave. I know that you are worthy. You know deep down that you are worthy. There is there is a analogy that I want you to listen to, okay? Inside us all we have two things. We have as a we have a lion in the male form, in a female form, we have a lioness, and we also have a mouse, okay. It the mouse is the inner child. The lion or the lioness is the is the strong, powerful, protective adult, okay? Release even if it's for a couple of hours, release that fucking lioness, release that lion and get the fuck out of that relationship. I can help you with this um with this information that I'm gonna give you now. So in the UK, the telephone number for domestic abuse and for help and support is O eight zero eight two zero 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 two four seven. So that's O eight zero eight two zero 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 two four seven for women. And for men, it is 0808-801-0327. So that's 0808-801-0327. Now, unfortunately, the domestic abuse helpline for men is only open 9 till 5, whereas the female helpline is open 24-7, hence the 24-7 number at the end. Um, Again, this says to me that domestic abuse against men at this present moment, you have looked for different outlines and they all say the same, they're only open 9 till 5, so maybe men only get abused from 9 till 5, I don't know. But I think domestic abuse against men is something and against women is disgusting. But I think domestic abuse against men it needs to be taken as seriously as it is taken against women. Um, The Samaritan outline is one one six 7 where you can discuss this with confidential support from other individual people as well um, who will listen to you. And if all else fails, ring the police and get them to help you to get the hell out of there. But you don't deserve to live a life of fear. You don't deserve to be isolated from your friends and family. You don't deserve to be told what to do and where to go and what to think. You do not deserve to be raped because that's what it is. If you're having sex with somebody and you don't want to do it, it is practically rape, okay? You don't deserve to have your information gone through, your letters. You don't deserve people slapping you, hitting you, punching you, kicking you, throwing things at you and making you fearful. You do not deserve any of these things. It is time for you to leave and to get out of that situation. You know, there are so, 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 so many memories. So, so many things that I could discuss. Um, And if you do want me to discuss some of the experiences that I've been through, then I am more than happy, more than happy to do a full podcast on that. Um, but, you know, the main experience of my own mother being murdered by my own father, uh, that's that's huge. That's huge. That's something that's, that's affected me and affected the way I see the world. Um, it's something that makes me very, very protective over vulnerable people. Um, and it makes me want to do something to help and to assist and to get people to leave relationships that are not helpful to them and you know you want a happy future you will not get a happy future living with an abuser and living on eggshells and being fearful so time for you to leave time for you to get up stand up let that inner lioness out let the inner lion out and get the fuck out of that situation Um, My next podcast will be released either. I might do another one this week or if I don't do another one this week, I especially will be doing one next week. I will be with a good friend of mine called Dr. Lee Dixon. Um, He is Dr. Lee Dixon. He's awesome, bless him. And we will be talking about mental health and getting out in nature and how mental health. We'll be talking about some of his mental health issues that he's had in the past. I think he will be anyway. He might not be, but I think he will be. I will certainly talk about some of the mental health issues that I've had in the past and we'll talk about how nature has helped us both and getting out in nature is such an important part of um, keeping your mental health in check. The coronavirus lockdown has not helped. Locking people in houses with their abusers certainly has not helped people who are in abusive relationships and locking people down in general has not helped. But I'm going to end this podcast here. Please feel free to contact me on Discord. I will reply. Give me a week to reply because I'm a very busy human. But I will reply. Um, Please feel free to follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, It's Joseph Williamson across all them platforms, I think, apart from Facebook. Uh, No, apart from Twitter. No, Instagram. (laughs) We'll get there in the end. So my Twitter is Joseph Williamson. My LinkedIn is Joseph Williamson. My Facebook is Joseph Williamson. And my... Instagram is 11 Michael 11, I think. Over and out, please. Stay safe. Stay proud. Stay happy. Release that in a lion or lioness. Even if it's for a few hours, just long enough for you to get out of the situation you're in.